Hey everyone, it's Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and I've got a really special treat for you today, because normally in our broadcast, you come in and you'll hear me interviewing one of our networked experts on tactical firearms tips or survival training or something like that. But this time, you get to be the experts, because we always get some great tips from our readers that are out there that always share their experience and their advice and, and the things that they've found in their training. And today I'm going to share some of those with you. So I think you're going to really love this. I always love getting um, getting tips from our readers. So let's go ahead and get started now. If bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging, would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, would you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Okay, we're back. It's Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and I'm really looking forward to this broadcast because we have a special website set up where our readers can can always interact with us and give us some of their best tips for our magazine or for whatever we've got going on. And it's over at MyBestSurvivalTip.com. And what we did was we went in and grabbed some of the tips from there, and we're going to share them with you now. And we always get a lot of I mean, like amazing tips from people. I mean, always, look, this is how we all get through, right? We're all in the same boat. We all love our families. We all want to protect them. We all want to be able to be prepared for any crisis, disaster, or attack. And sharing that information among like-minded people is how we, we do that better. And so I always love it whenever we get these kinds of, uh, this kind of interaction from the people, from the people that are, are reading our blog. They're leaving comments on our blog, leaving comments on our Facebook page or submitting them over at the website at mybestsurvivaltip.com. We put those in the magazines and things like that. Now, if you do submit a tip to us from, from on that website and we use it in a podcast or on our magazine or whatever, we do have a special gift that we send out to those people as a thank you for submitting your tip. And uh and I love to send I love to friend send goodies out. So please go over there, share a really cool tip with us and not not like your average vanilla type tip. We're looking for really good sexy content. So make sure that you pull out your best stuff. Go ahead and send it to us and if we use it, we'll send you uh, a little bit of swag as well. So, let's go ahead and get started. I decided on this this one we were going to we were going to choose Tactical firearms and, and home defense and preparing your being prepared for a shooting type scenario uh, as the topic. So we went in and pulled out five. I'm going to share them with you now as well as who shared them. And then I'm also, you know, I'm sure going to have my own two cents to stick in there as well. So because it always gets me thinking, that's what these things should do for you as well. It should always you know, it, it's always good to get good to get these kinds of tips, but then, it, for me, it always like starts this chain reaction of, of thinking about different things and how I would apply it and stuff like that. Okay, the first tip is going to come from Jeff P from Cleveland, Tennessee, and his tip is go outside and walk around your home from the edge of your property. Look for areas that, if you were a bad guy, you would see as a weakness, and think about what you could do to mitigate that. Looking out the window doesn't give you the same perspective as looking from the outside. 
And this is a common tip. Uh, this is now I'm going to break into my editorial, but this is a common tip that we used to use for for security consulting is to take it. And every time I was doing consulting for a client, um, usually it was a business. And I would go around and I would say, okay, you know, we I'd be able to see, okay, well, you have shrubs covering up this window, and somebody can hide behind the shrubs and get in there. A lot of times when you look at houses. Um, if I was if I was doing a consulting contract for a home, or even if I had like a uh, a security detail or something like that that I was doing, a lot of times you find that homes have when, when they're especially older homes, they'll plant a tree or they'll plant a shrub inside of the area like where the front porch is or the where the like in front of where the you can see the door from the street, and that's fine for like three years, and then all of a sudden that shrub or that tree starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and pretty soon what you have is a, a doorway to your home that from the street you can't even see there. So a home invader could come and be knocking on the door or just or, or taking out the lock or just busting it down, and nobody might be able to see it from the street. And that's what criminals look for. They're looking for that weakest, that weakest link in the chain that, that will give them the access that they need. And, 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 uh, Jeff is, is really, I mean, what I like is his perspective on it. Looking outside your window, you might look for, okay, where, where could somebody, you know, possibly, where, where are weak spots? But it's entirely different when you get out on the street and you look at your house, not from, okay, there's my house, but when you look at it like a criminal, when you walk around your whole home and you say, okay, if I wanted to break into this home, what would I do? Now, I would promise you that if you have like your neighbor across the street and you and you're good friends with that neighbor and you say, hey, you know, you make your list and then half your neighbor go and do the same thing. Like I want you if you were to break into my home, how would you do it? And I bet you'll find that other people who aren't as familiar with your home like you are, you might gloss over things that you see all the time, but maybe it doesn't just jump out at you that somebody else might see uh, completely different. So. You know, definitely take this into account. You might have a tree that's near a second floor window. You have, you might have, um, you know, your back, your back door or your, or into your, it's easier to get into your garage and you don't leave your, the door from your garage to your home locked in. And, you know, it could be a lot of different things like that. And there is a lot that you can do to mitigate that. So taking out a tree that's blocking your front entrance is, is a big thing. Chopping off a limb that leads over to uh, your second floor, you know, roof just outside of a window is a big thing. Putting rose bushes in front of a a window that you have and, and replacing the other shrub that you have there. Or, or you know, I live in Texas, so you know we have cacti that are strategically placed in different places. So there's a lot you can do, like with landscaping. You don't have to like fortify your home with iron bars and things like that. If you do it the right way and get it all to blend in, so that was a great tip from from Jeff. The next tip is going to come from uh, Michael from Greencastle, Pennsylvania, and he says, "Every night before bed, I put my boots next to the bed and put them through my pants legs, with the waist resting around the sides. That way, should I have to spring into action in the middle of the night, I can instantly put my feet into the boots first, spring up my pants, and be immediately ready for action." Now this is really ready for action, Michael is, and um, you know this reminds me of a tip that we uh, we got from Louis Auerbuck. Actually, was the one who um, I was speaking to about it. And he came up with the the go belt. Now the go belt is kind of like the next version of this. So you know y y your ability. I mean, seconds count, M milliseconds can count. 
when it comes to life or death. And so if you have a home invasion or somebody's broken into your home, every second is going to count. And if you're using that time to figure out, okay, well, where's my glasses and where's my, uh, where, where's my boots? Where's my, where's my pants? Are you just going to go out there in your tidy whiteies and, and, and grab your gun? A lot of people just, you know, they have their gun in a safe. You have to get to your safe then as well. So what I, what I like about this tip is that it really, um, it really forces you to think about how fast can you spring into action if you need to. And while some people might think this is overkill to have your, your pants around your boots ready to go, I, I, I guarantee try that, like time yourself, and then time yourself where your shoes are in the closet or wherever you normally keep them now. Go ahead and time yourself how long it would take you to get out of bed, get everything on, and be able to spring into action. And what you're going to find is that it's going to, it, you, there are ways to shave off those seconds. This is one that Michael from, uh, from Greencastle has offered. Uh, the go belt is another one of those things. And what Louis Arbuck said, uh, God rest his soul, was that with, with like a tactical style belt, you have your, your, your firearm on your belt already with your extra magazines. He, there were some other things on there as well, like uh, keys attached to a chem light so that if you were in a safe room, you could throw that out to the, out the window and re- responding officers could get the keys to your, there's, there's a lot involved with the whole go belt thing. Um, we also, I mean, one thing that I do is I have a go vest. So I have a, a, a bulletproof vest that I have that has all of my gear, my firearm and everything in it. So I, I went, uh, one other step away from from that, but again, the, the 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 big the big point here is that you can shave seconds off of your response time by little things like this, things that like Michael brought up, um, that are going to make you more ready, much faster, and be able to and and not get caught with your pants down. To to add an extra pun in there from Michael. So, okay. Uh, question number three, I mean, point number three out of five, uh, we're going back to the house again. And I really like this. This was submitted by Robert from Austin, uh, just near my hometown. So, um, and, and, uh, Robert says, I went to the security consultation for a client who was very proud of his safe room improvements. He had proper cover available and all the tools and weapons he may need to defend himself and his family. He even had two windows to escape from his second-story safe room and a collapsible ladder to unroll and climb down. Then I asked his 12-year-old son to open the window. He couldn't do it. The home that was built in the 1970s had the typical wooden, uh, wooden window frame with layers of dry paint that made it near impossible to open for a smaller, weaker person. If you're a dad who's used to muscling up those windows to get them to open, realize that you may not be there or be physically able due to injury to do the heavy lifting. Make sure that all the windows in your home are modernized or fixed so that your family members can easily open them in the in the event of a fire or a home invasion. Can you imagine your kids trapped in their room in a fire, unable to open their window to escape simply because you never fixed that sticky window? This is one that we also added to our Combat Shooting Secrets uh, program over at dirtcheapguntraining.com uh, because this this I've been guilty of in the past. I've lived in you know some older homes and it, and this like perfectly describes what I had gone through. You know those those when there are some windows in in the house that we just left them that we never had to open them up. Of course you could always break a window, but have you ever tried breaking a window? Sometimes it's not as easy as you think it is, and it might not be 
very easy, or your kids might not even think about it to break it out as well. And this could easily go for, it could go for you if you are injured and you need to open up a window, but you don't have the strength. If you've lost a lot of blood, there could be anything uh, you could, it could be from a, from a, a fire where you've been inhaling smoke and you're, and you're, you're in a weakened state. So there are a lot, of, there are a lot of reasons why this, this could be a very powerful tip for you, but this is goes, this is going to go straight back over to your own analysis of your home. So, you're outside, you look at it as a criminal looking in, but now look at it from the inside from a survivor looking, trying to get out. And um, so I, I bet if you go around your home, if you have an, especially if you have an older home, you're going to find some homes. And also those uh, storm windows uh, that are meant for, you know, if you're in a northern climate, uh, when I lived up in Illinois, you know, we had the storm windows that came down during the wintertime to help keep it warmer. Those things are real. They're not made out of glass. They're made out of they're made out of plastic, and they're really strong. And you know, trying to trying to break one of those things is going to be really tough. And they're also very hard to to pick up and and put down. The older ones are, and that's what I, I had in my home was the older ones. So again, you might get through one window, and then all of a sudden there you are at another one. So um, definitely make sure that you check all those out in your home. Okay. So that was point number three. We've got two more to go here. Okay, uh, number four. Uh, this one's awesome. So this came, this came from Kenneth B. from Niagara Falls, New York. And he gave a website. He says this website has a free downloadable active shooter ambient soundtrack. And then he gave me a link for it to, uh, to get the MP3 file for it. And he says it has sounds of people running and screaming, much like that of what uh, what would be heard during an active shooter attack. I downloaded it, looped it a few minutes, and play it on my MP3 player and a pair of headphones when I'm practicing with my airsoft or cert pistol at home. It puts me in the proper frame of mind of an actual active shooter event with people screaming and a lot of noise all around. The best training is realistic training, including that of training with background sounds. Uh, this was a great tip, and this is one we also uh, put in our in our Dirt Cheap Gun Training program. And... And I, and I love it. In fact, I went and I downloaded the MP3 and there is some, there are some really good noises on there. I had used a different one, but what I did was, Kenneth, what I, what I, what I did was I took the MP3 that you turned me on to. I downloaded that. I combined it with some other sounds that I have from other tracks that I've used as well that included more gunshots, uh, some sirens in there and things like that that added a little bit more background, uh, noise to it where it wasn't um it made it a little bit more uh diverse and dynamic and so and then I looped that. So what I've done is I've taken the MP3 that you had, added a little bit of extra zest to it, made it a little sexier, looped it myself for you, and I'm gonna go ahead and put that link up on the blog where this podcast is. So if you're listening to this podcast, go over to moderncombatandsurvival.com and go ahead and look for podcast i want to say it's number 49 i think we're 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 getting really close now to uh to a full year of the podcast so go ahead and look for that post and i'm going to put a link there so that you can all download the um you can also download the ambient noise one okay so the active it's called active shooter attack so go ahead and check that out and kenneth thanks for turning me on to that one there were some really good noises in there and made some more noise so really good stuff man okay the final one Tip number five comes from Kev W. from Troy, Michigan. And uh, this is kind of in that, still in that active shooter zone here. So 
He says if you're severely outnumbered, there is a special trick that you can do to maximize your chances of escape. If you're in a building, try to locate a fire extinguisher as quickly as possible. In fact, try to make it a habit to find the fire extinguisher as soon as you walk in a building. In case of an attack, run to the fire extinguisher and blast your attackers. This creates a thick cloud that makes it hard to see you and creates confusion and panic. At that point, you can quite easily use the fire extinguisher itself as a striking tool to take out your attackers. This trick works even against 10 people, depending on everyone's skill level. So this is a really good way to look at your surroundings and be a lot more aware of, of what your surroundings are. Um, you know, so it might take some finagling with this, okay? So, you know, if you, um, what I like about it is that if, if it sounds like there's an attack going on or there's commotion or whatever, just grabbing that, that, um, that fire extinguisher and just having it with you. It's not like you're going to be, you know, like, uh, Kiefer Sutherland in 24 and be able to just jump over, you know, you see the attackers and you run over, you grab the fire extinguisher and, and hose them down. But it does offer you the ability, if you have it, and you have it with you, if it's not too cumbersome, that you can actually might, you might be able to use it. In fact, you might be in a, in a situation where there's a fire in the building or it's set fire or there's an explosion that causes a fire. And it might not even be where you're at right away. But if you have the fire extinguisher with you, you can take that. And once you reach a spot that might be an impasse, then you might be able to use that to be able to get to another location. You might be able to use the, the fire extinguisher itself as like a battering ram to, to breach some sort of an obstacle, whether it's a door or something like that. Uh, there, you know, and you, and it can be used as a diversionary tool or to, to take away somebody's, you know, um, site. It can be used as a striking tool as well. So, and you might be in an area where you can't use your weapon. It might be a courthouse or something like that where you had to leave it in a vehicle in order to access the building. So uh, that's a great tip to, you know, when you, Go into, we talk about when you go into any sort of a building, do you know where the exits are? Are you paying attention? Well, this is another good thing to know is like, where are the fire extinguishers? Even if it's not an attack, even if it is just a fire, do you know where the fire extinguishers are? Most people don't think about that. So, um, so that's a really great tip as well. So thank you so much. And, uh, okay, so those are the five, those are the five, uh, special reader tips that we pulled out. Again, if you have a special tip that you want to share with us, whether it's related to self-defense, tactical firearms, or survival, then go over to mybestsurvivaltip.com and please leave it for us there. If we use it in our magazine or on a podcast or on our blog somewhere, I promise we will contact you and send you out a really cool gift that I love to give people that just for sharing their best advice. So definitely go check that out and go ahead and, and take action on these tips. There's some really great stuff there. Also, make sure that you go over to our Facebook page. It's at facebook.com slash modern combat and survival and check out our blog as well because we get a lot of people and I have my favorites that, that jump on there and, and regularly comment. That, that always leave uh, some, some amazing tips. So I always learn a lot when I go back to our blog and I read people's comments that, that they leave on our, on our posts that are there. So definitely go check that as well. Leave your own comments there. But in order to make sure that we get them for input, go ahead and go to mybestsurvivaltip.com and put your tips in there so they get fed straight to us. Okay. So go ahead and do that. And I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast we're coming up on a year now this is really cool so make sure you go in itunes give us a give us a five-star rating in there give us a really good comment let's spread the buzz a lot more we've got a lot more really cool stuff coming up for you and it's going to be awesome so 
Until the next uh, Modern Combat and Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying train hard, stay safe, prepare now. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.